You don't have to give up your favorite foods to be healthy. I really, really believe that. But you do need to find more healthful alternatives. Hey there, Kelly Howard here, and welcome to Your Body Mind Fit Connection. This week, we're visiting with Ricky Heller, nutritionist, educator, cookbook author, and mom to a couple of super cute dogs. She hails from Canada, and through her coaching, online courses, and cookbooks, she teaches people how to transform their diets and their health. Listen in. Ricky, thank you so much for being here with me today. You have a HH in your life? Tell me about that. The HH, yes. Well, when I first started blogging, the sort of style was to not identify everyone in your life. It was almost like the old diary style where you would have just the first letter and then a line blank, right? Like I had lunch with <laughs> S this morning or something like that. So I named him the HH, which was his code name, and it stands for Human Honey. Because that was as opposed to my two furry honeys, which were my two dogs at the time when I started a blog. That was way back in 2008. So, um, But as it turns out, he kind of relishes this role of this mysterious, unnamed man. And so he has initially he asked me not to include his face in photos and things. But now it's kind of become a running joke where he's just... But he's my life partner, and he's the guy I live with, and I've been with for 21 years now. And in real life, I refer to him as my husband just because we've been together for so long. (laughs) Sure, I totally understand. When we met, I was blown away by all the information that you have around what I would call lifestyle eating. That is eating in a way that is yeast-free, egg-free, meat-free, go on, dairy-free, what else? Sugar-free and gluten-free. <laughs> Sugar-free and gluten-free. And you still have about 180, 900 recipes on your website, and that doesn't even count the two cookbooks that you've created and the expert res- <laughs> and the expert resource book. You are amazing. So tell me a little bit about why someone should be eating in a way that you promote. What's, gonna, what's in it for them? I'll just say I started this because of my mom who had diabetes and died of complications of diabetes. And so initially I was just interested in healthful eating. Was there something that one could do to avoid that kind of outcome? Because she died at 62 and it was a very long protracted, it was awful watching her in the hospital. So, you know, I just, I went to holistic nutrition school and I started blogging about just eating healthfully, like real food, the way sort of our ancestors or our grandparents used to eat. And then I ended up being diagnosed with candida, which is yeast overgrowth in the body. And so I got a a taste of it firsthand, what happens when you're not well and how that can so radically affect your ability to just function every day. And one of the things I realized after I went to nutrition school and I, I changed my diet and I started feeling better was how I think as a society, we have just grown accustomed to always feeling less than well. And we consider that the new normal and we don't even question it anymore. You know, I have like an older sister who will, and she was a nurse and she's retired now, but she'll often say things like, well, that's just part of getting older. You can't do the things you used to do. Everything's going to hurt, but that's just part of getting older. And I've really come to believe that that's not true because I've seen so many people in the holistic health world who are much older than me and still vital and energetic and healthy and flexible and all the things you want to be, jump out of bed with energy every day. Um, so for me, when I cleared my candida, I, I really saw quite a contrast 
And then I kind of became very keen to just sustain that lifestyle ongoing because I believe not only will it extend your life, but it will extend your quality of life much, much longer. Absolutely. I, I know that when people say things like that to me, I want to put my fingers in my ears and say like, la, 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 la. <laughs> I don't believe either that we have to slowly waste away. It doesn't matter what age you are either, because I meet people who are very young, who have no energy. I meet people who are, you know, well, my mother, who's no longer with me, but at 84, she was still teaching yoga. There's a huge swing and it's not all genes, right? <laughs> I mean, so many times people say, well, you know, they have good genes, but I think it has a lot to do with they have good food choices too. I was just going to say, we're finding out more and more that genetics really don't have that much to do with it, that it's how we turn on or turn off the genes and the gene expression. So yeah, I totally agree with you. I, I always say that, you know, I have no letters behind my name, so I don't usually go down a lot of those roads, but I do a lot of reading and a lot of research. And I'm speaking with people like you and a lot of other people who are in the position to be able to talk about this. And it's pretty amazing what we're learning about food. I mean, I, I like saying food and movement, but food's a huge starting point, isn't it? I really think it is. And if you're listening to the podcast right now, we're getting ready to go into the whole holiday season, which tends to make people a little crazy around what they're going to have with food choices. So talk to me about like just the right food choices for healthy feeling over the holiday season. Well, given my situation with candida overgrowth, and I think this is true of so many chronic conditions, sugar is a huge culprit, white refined sugar. And, I, and most people know this, you know, they, they know that refined sugar and flour are not good for you. And we hear so much in the media lately about how unhealthy sugar is. Sugar depresses the immune system for up to six hours. Some people say longer. Um, sugar causes acidity in the body. It, it's just literally giving the green light to chronic illness and inflammation. That would be the first thing. But, you know, then I hear from people about their holiday traditions. And, you know, a lot of my clients are people who have candida, which means you cannot eat any high glycemic sweeteners or sweeteners that will cause your blood sugar to spike. So that means not only sugar, but also things like maple syrup and even dried dates and a lot of uh, natural sweeteners that we would normally consider to be really helpful. But if you have candida, you can't have them. So they're at a loss, right? I get a lot of people who are find the holidays really challenging for that reason, because you go to your family gathering and they're all, you know, there's trifle and there's trifle truffles, <laughs> there's chocolate, there's, you know, eggnog, there's all these things that are just absolutely loaded with sugar. And so when I was first on this diet, I still call myself a sugar addict because I think once a sugar addict, always a sugar addict. And so I love sweet things. And so for me, it was literally inconceivable that I would spend the holidays without delicious treats that I love. And just in general, I, I was a baker before I was a blogger. So I took it upon myself to just create recipes that would reproduce those things in a way that was not going to be harmful to my body. And that's really what my blog turned into and what all my programs evolved from is this idea that you don't have to give up your favorite foods to be healthy. I really, really believe that. But you do need to find more healthful alternatives. That would be the first thing I would suggest to people. You could start with my blog. I have lots of recipes there. I was going to say, can I interrupt you for a second? Because I was on your blog earlier 
and I ran into the uh, thank your Thanksgiving ebook, and you have chocolate pecan pie on there. You have classic green bean casserole. You have holiday roast. I mean, you have all these amazing things on there that would look amazing to me, and they're all according to your all free. I don't even, I can't even remember all the freeze, but there's freeze of all everything. Yeah, no sugar, no gluten, no eggs, no dairy. And it, with the Thanksgiving ebook, all but one recipe is also grain free. And that's an entire Thanksgiving menu for people if they're looking for something like this. And I do have to say, I mean, I've had that book's been out for a few years now. So I've had the opportunity to get some feedback about it. And my favorite comment of, of, of all of them was from someone who wrote to say she made the pumpkin pie. And it's her favorite pumpkin pie that she's ever had. And I thought, oh, then mission accomplished, right? Because that's the idea. Like often when people are on a restricted diet, they're very apologetic about it. And even if they share food, they, they will present it, you know, by saying something like, oh, this is gluten-free, but it's really good, <laughs> you know? And so <laughs> my feeling is don't tell them, just serve it to them. And if it really is good, they won't know the difference. I have had people over the years come to my home for dinner knowing that they were coming to the house of a vegetarian and then telling me later that they stopped at like McDonald's or Whataburger or something before they got there because they were afraid they're going to starve. <laughs> and then they were so bummed because there was like, you know, all this food. But the perception is that people are going to go hungry and they aren't. I mean, we, in fact, most of this food, most food that we eat if we stay to a more basic diet, we're going to have so much more energy and we're going to feel so much better. And what's your next suggestion? One of my favorite suggestions is to bring some of your own food with you and not apologize for it. So when I go somewhere, especially if the person, you know, I find most hosts and hostesses are extremely accommodating. So if you are friendly with someone, you can contact them in advance and tell them a little bit about your food sensitivities or your food restrictions. And I find in general, people are very, very accommodating. But if for whatever reason they're unable or you don't feel comfortable asking, you could always ask whether you can bring something with you. And one of the tips that my colleague, who is a collaborator in my last book, Living Candida Free, um, Andrea Nakayama, what she suggested, and I love the suggestion, is to bring one of each, sweet and savory. So that way, no matter what is being served at this event, you will always have something to eat. So appetizer, savory, dinner, savory, dessert, sweet. <laughs> you know. So I will usually do something like that. And then depending on the size of the crowd, I'll either bring enough for everyone to share with everyone or I'll bring enough to share with, you know, maybe six to 10 people or something like that, like a casserole size. So that way, at least gives you an opportunity to share. People get to taste the food and see how good it is. And also, you don't feel like you're the only one eating that specific dish at the event. So that has worked really well in the past uh, as well. That's important because when you go somewhere and you have a particular type of diet, it can be kind of... Um, well, I'll put it this way. I was on a call with someone earlier and she said that she felt guilty if she went to someone's home or she was going out with friends because she's on a sugar-free, I think 30 days of no sugar because she'd like to lose some weight and kind of, you know, get her whole body back into balance. And she said that when she goes out with her friends that she catches herself apologizing for not drinking or not joining in on dessert, or maybe, you know, people are like, well, 
you know, just a little bit. It's a little bit's not going to hurt you. And the reality is, is, is if you have a way of saying it that you're more inclined to feel comfortable about, if you have some other options like having your food that you can share with other people, I think it makes it so much easier on people, especially with your friends, right? Because even your friends are a little uncomfortable because they're like, well, you know, I want her to enjoy with us. So basically the Sweet Life program, you've created a place where people have support around their food choices and their lifestyle. Yeah, because it is both the food and also the it's the club covers strategies and lifestyle tips as well. So because I'm a holistic nutritionist, I take a holistic approach. So part of what we have in the resource library, as an example, are interviews with holistic professionals about different approaches to health, to alternative health. And that would be um, related to living this way. So eating an organic diet or a gluten-free diet or, you know, what are some of the things, for instance, that you can do in your home? We had a toxin specialist come in and talk about how can you detox your home because so many of those toxins that we're exposed to every single day actually contribute to those conditions where we have to eliminate certain foods from our lives, right? So everything is kind of interrelated. So yeah, I would say it's both food and lifestyle for sure. Tell me a little bit about why making some of these food choices, like what it actually does for you physically. Like if you, if you eliminate the sugar or you eliminate the yeast or you, some of those things, can you just kind of talk to that on a high level, what that actually does for you physically? Sure. So as I said, sugar is really one of the least health promoting foods that if you can call it a food, actually it's almost entirely devoid of nutrients. So when you're eating sugar, you're basically eroding the natural balance in your digestive tract. So our digestive tract is full of all kinds of microorganisms that are meant to be there. And they live in harmony in this lovely balance that helps us to be healthy. And something like 70% of our immune system resides in the gut. But what happens when you eat sugar is you upset that balance. It's a very, as I said, it creates an acidic environment in the body. And it also promotes the negative microorganisms growth. So candida, for instance, as soon as that balance is upset, candida is going to be, it's going to swoop in. It's an opportunistic organism and it's going to grow out of control. So whereas normally you might have a balance of about 20% of all those microorganisms might be candida, in a case where someone's eating a lot of sugar and they're, they're creating an imbalance, plus being a yeast, candida feeds on sugar. So you may end up with a huge percentage of candida. And then what that does is create all kinds of consequential changes in the digestive tract. So if people are familiar with the term leaky gut, that's often a consequence of candida overgrowth. And so if somebody is diagnosed as having candida, they're like 99%, and that may not be the exact number, but it's, it's extremely high, and you'll hear this all the time, that they also have leaky gut. What that means is when the candida overgrows, it actually bores into the walls, these like root-like filaments bore into the walls of the digestive tract and literally poke little holes that can then allow undigested materials to get through into the bloodstream, which is 
uh, definitely not optimal for your health, right? And so <laughs> I, I'm just I'm getting a visual, and it's not a good one. Yeah, because generally the immune system is going to react to any foreign invader in your blood, right, in your body. And so what happens when you get these partially digested particles getting into the bloodstream? Your immune system reacts to them as if they are some sort of negative, dangerous invader in your body, and it's going to mount an immune reaction. And the first step in an immune reaction is inflammation. So if someone has chronic leaky gut, that means they are feeding this situation where their immune system's always overreacting and they're always increasing the inflammation in the body, which means that that's when you get these chronic illnesses and you, you feel unwell all the time. So by removing the sugar and, you know, you have to also, there are certain steps you can take to heal leaky gut. But once you heal the leaky gut, removing the sugar is a huge step in that direction. Then people find a lot of their food sensitivities resolve once their gut is healed. Inflammation decreases once their gut is healed and they just feel better. One of the hallmarks of candida overgrowth is a sense, we call it foggy brain. The idea that people just have trouble focusing, they have trouble concentrating, they feel literally like they're working through a fog all the time. And once that clears up, that fog lifts. I think there are a lot of negative consequences associated with eating sugar, as an example. And for most people, we found that, or studies have found that gluten can create similarly damage to the intestinal, to the lining of the intestinal tract, which ultimately can lead to these same kinds of chronic conditions. So that's just two examples, but processed food tends to do the same thing. Uh, refined foods tend to do the same thing. So yeah, eating a whole foods like real food, whole food diet is, I think, just the best way to ensure that you are going to have a healthy functioning digestive tract. And I guess that leads to a healthy functioning life and lifestyle, right? Yeah. I mean, everything I've been reading in recent couple of years, everyone seems to come back to the digestive tract is the sort of epicenter of where our health starts and ends. So yeah, it, it's huge. That's a good thing to end on. And, and I know I'm just trying to think of right now, and I cannot remember the name of the book, but I just finished a book. Maybe I have foggy brain, I don't know. But it was basically the, like the bottom line is that in 20 years, people are going to be astonished that we didn't know what we don't know now about the gut and how much the gut health manages the health of our bodies. So in the show notes, I'll make sure that we link to your Sweet Life program, which is literally going on right now as we're um, releasing this podcast. They can still get on your newsletter, even if they jump on here later and they, they miss your Sweet Life program opening, they can still do that. They can also look at your Food Freedom program and you have the Candida Kick Candida Kickstart program. And then they can just look at all the all the amazing amounts of recipes that you have. Because I know for myself, I have gotten into kind of a, a rut. We're eating the same thing again and again and again. And your Thanksgiving download ebook uh, is going to save me from our typical Thanksgiving here. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. Thank you. Anything else that you want to add as far as just um, suggestions or I know that you yourself have been on a lot of what we would call mainstream TV, like Ellen and CBS and Chris Carr and The Kitchen, Clean Eating. Are there any other resources that you'd like to point people toward or should we just send them right to your websites? 
Yeah, I would say, you know, the, the site is not just recipes, although there are about 850, but I've also got informational resources. So I have articles and videos about living with food restrictions and some of the major challenges that people face. So yeah, I think that, that would be great if people want to check that out there. And then they can always contact me if they have any questions. But I think you're right. The newsletter is what will lead them to those specific, everything that comes up that's new and also recipes as well. Well, thank you so very much for being on here with me. Really, really appreciate it. It was great to get to talk to you again. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you again for joining us today. The links to Ricky's amazing recipes and courses can be found in the show notes at angeltigerfit.com. Don't forget, if you're enjoying the podcast, please drop me a review. And if you're thinking about doing a podcast or already doing one and don't have an angel like Riley and Podigy.co on your side, you got to check them out. All the links are in the show notes at Angel Tiger Fit, including a gift from Podigy.co and from me. See you next week. Bye-bye.